This is Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole, with your host Sue Bushka from Bushka Retirement Solutions and Cole Bruner from Bushka Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Sue and Cole provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here with the financial information you need are Sue and Cole. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole. My name is Cole Bruner from Bushka Wealth Management, and as usual, I'm joined by my mom, Sue Bushka from Bushka Retirement Solutions, as well as our co-host, Tony Shore. Uh, Now, listeners, if at any point during the show you want to get a little bit more information about what we're talking about today, give us a call right away at 715-355-4445, or you can visit us online at retirewithbushka.com. That's retirewithbushka.com. And there's all sorts of great information on there, uh, including uh, information about the reports that we run, the process that we go through with um, uh, people coming in for initial consultations. We've also got, of course, our previous, a couple of previous episodes of our radio and TV shows out there. So make sure to check out those resources. You can also schedule a consultation right on our website. It's very easy to do. You just go right to retirewithbushka.com, click on that book now button, and that'll take you right out to our calendar so you can schedule right then and there. So super easy. Of course, you can always call to schedule a consultation as well. And uh, we do schedule meetings in both our Wausau and Eau Claire offices. We've got advisors in both locations. Uh, And we can also do a Zoom meeting if you would prefer that. Now, uh, minimalism is all the rage. Uh, So there's been no shortage of articles and stories about the power of getting rid of some of your stuff. Uh, There are even full TV shows dedicated to this topic nowadays. And, And loyal listeners of our show know that we've addressed the fact that when it comes to your retirement strategy, downsizing uh, or your legacy plan, uh, your kids do not want your stuff ultimately is what it boils down to. Um, (laughs) But uh, for the purposes of today's show, let's change our mindset a little bit to focus on some of your possessions that your kids and uh, grandkids may in fact want. Uh, So if you're nearing retirement and have already reached that goal and are beginning the downsizing process, then grab a pen and paper and jot down some of these ideas we're going to talk about. But before we unpack that box of stuff uh, that you thought you'd end up taking to Goodwill, let's make sure that we talk uh, or say hello to everyone here with me today, I should say. Uh, Tony and Sue. Tony, how are we doing today? I am doing great, Cole. It sounds like you've lined up quite the topic for us today, Sue and Cole. This sounds like a good one. Uh, I'm all about downsizing. And I know we've mentioned on the show before, you know, people think that their stuff is valuable and their kids and grandkids are going to want all their stuff that they've collected over the last 50 years. But, you know, the truth is, like we've said before, they they don't want a lot of it. But there are some things uh, I'm, that are good. So I'm glad we're going to focus on the positive uh, today. But I've been great. I've had a crazy busy week. Um, yeah, it's just it's been a busy one up and down. How about you, Sue? What have you been up to? Oh, I've been busy also, Tony, you know, besides working and getting ready now for the holidays coming up. Yeah, that's true. Where It just seems like the year flew by. 
to it me. Sure, I can't, it sure did. I can't believe that people are putting up Christmas decorations already. So Well, that's what I'm doing this weekend. <laughs> Is it? Oh, yes, right. Yes, I'm putting up my tree. Oh, wow. Okay. Are you going to have a lot of lights on the outside of the house? Can we no. drive by and see a light show? No, no. Oh. We we used to do that, but um, no, we don't get carried away like that anymore. All right. How about you, Cole? Do you put up lights on the outside of the house? No, sir. Nope. That's no. <laughs> up up and down ladders and all and that doesn't sound appealing to me. <laughs> no, me either. Me either. I do a few things outside, you know, for the fam, but uh, very, very little and no ladders involved. So right. Right. Uh, I've uh, I've been told by many people, my doctors, my wife, my kids, no ladders. <laughs> Probably good advice. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I try to avoid it. My my neighbor happened to have a really bad accident on a ladder trying to hang lights. So uh, that was not good. So ever since then, I've been paranoid about it. Uh, so you do have to be careful out there. But yeah, speaking of ladders and hanging lights, I'm. I'm like that trusty hammer you take with you every time you moved. I'm always there to get the job done when you need me. So uh, this is going to be a good one. You know, I think it's good to challenge our own preconceived notions a bit. Like you said, uh, we've reminded our listeners that kids and grandkids may not want their stuff. So I'm excited, though, to spin it positively and talk about how, you know, younger folks in your family, your kids or grandkids may in fact want some of your things. So how do you want to get this started today, Sue? Well, Tony, there was an ARP article entitled 12 Things Your Kids Actually Might Want to Inherit. And it has some really useful information that I think may be beneficial for older folks. Now, the article's first prized item is photos, but within reason. I mean, your kids and grandkids don't want dozens and dozens of photo albums full of hundreds of snaps of Thanksgiving dinners and family picnics. But chances are that some of the photos are pretty meaningful and perhaps the photos are of a treasured family trip to Disney World or maybe there are fascinating photos of a long ago relative who who fought in the Civil War. Now, let your kids and grandkids set the tone on this one and be grateful for what they take off your hands while remembering to not take it personally if they don't want a dozen photos of Uncle Lenny scooping mashed potatoes at Thanksgiving dinner in 1974. (laughs) Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I think a photo of Uncle Lenny scooping mashed potatoes in 1974 might be be a good one. (laughs) You know, if if one of your grandkids is in an alternative rock band, they could use that as their album cover probably these days. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Uh, (laughs) But uh, I'm a history buff, so I do love... Love those old black and white photos of, uh, you know, soldiers, uh, World War Two or, or, you know, World War One having their portraits taken in their new uniforms. And I'm sure anyone with family photos like those would want to hang on to them. Well, exactly. Yeah. I mean, stuff like that makes sense. But uh, Uncle Lenny, we're not sure if we need to keep that (laughs) one. (laughs) Yeah, true. Now, the next category, uh, knickknacks, is probably a little confusing because it's not likely that you're going to find many takers for your 78-piece Elvis uh, Presley collectible plate collection. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But that said, certain knickknacks may hold value for some of your kids and grandkids in the future. Um, You may have a small piece of art or a collectible from a foreign trip that a grandkid would love to display in their bedroom or perhaps it's an item that's been passed down through your family for generations that a younger person in your life uh, will have grown up admiring or, or maybe being curious about. 
Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And, you know, things that somebody can hang up or display on a shelf, I think those might be especially valued because then your kid or grandkid doesn't have to find a place in their basement or attic to store a bunch of boxes full of stuff. They just need to find a, a little spot on the wall or something small that can fit on a shelf. That can make a big difference. Well, you know, and that's a great point, Tony. Now, this next item, toys, is near and dear to my heart. And I'm guessing many of our listeners agree, whether it was a Davy Crockett toy in the 50s or Barbies in the 60s or Star Wars action figures in the 70s and 80s. I mean, many of us have a toy that defines our childhood. And if you come across a box of toys in the basement that you and your kids have forgotten about, and a quick peek reveals Star Wars toys, guess what? They're probably going to want them. Yeah, those Star Wars toys especially. I mean, if you want to see a 45-year-old become eight again, <laughs> hand, <laughs> hand them a couple of their old Star Wars toys and watch their eyes light up, right, Cool. Oh, exactly. Now, like many folks, uh, some of my strongest memories revolve around the holidays, uh, whether it be, uh, you know, Independence Day or Halloween or Thanksgiving or Christmas. Accordingly, the Christmas tree topper, a beloved uh, carving knife or Halloween decoration that's delighted the family for decades are all things that bring that warm sense of nostalgia and are therefore things that your kids and grandkids are, are likely to happily take off your hands. Yeah, that's a good point, Cole. I mean, there are certain holiday collectibles that as soon as I see them, my mind immediately returns to the days when I was young and five years old, sitting at my grandparents' breakfast table uh, during the holidays. Some things can really pack an emotional punch. That's right. And that ARP article also notes that while many younger people aren't interested in taking ownership of boxes and boxes of stuff, they do have an interest in larger assets like the family car that you no longer need or even the family home. And while there's probably no surprise from a financial standpoint, some family members are likely to inherit something like a car or home with the intention of using them rather than selling them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see that happening. I mean, my parents gave my daughter a car, their granddaughter a car that they didn't use anymore. And that's that was a, a real blessing and uh, really appreciated. So that's a good point, Sue. Now we should probably take a quick break here. Cole, do you want any? Uh, you want to add anything before the break? Well, just a reminder for our listeners that they can go out to our website and they can schedule a complimentary consultation anytime at retirewithbushka.com. Uh, click on that yellow book now button that appears throughout the site. You can also give us a call right away at 715-355-4445 and we can share additional information with you about the process um, and also schedule that consultation right away. All right, and we'll be right back with more of Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole after this. Retirement can be both exciting and intimidating. At Bushka Retirement Solutions, we have found many people fail to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. Since deciding when to file for your benefit is so important, our firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. Give us a call at 715-355-4445 or retirewithbushka.com to get your copy. And welcome back to Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and I'm here with our hosts, Sue Bushka and Cole Bruner. And I think this has been a great show today. Uh, you guys have been pushing back a bit against the popular notion that your kids and grandkids aren't going to want any of your stuff. 
and you've been focusing on some things that may have the younger people in your life uh, excited to inherit. And I think this show has been an eye-opener. Sue, what do you have for us next? Well, the next family heirloom that that ARP article mentions suggests your kids and grandkids may want is grandma's recipes. Now, the first thing to remember with this one is that it actually has very little to do with the recipes. After all, you can Google just about any recipe that you can imagine. But grandma's recipes, whether in a book or an index card holder, connect to something much deeper. Now, when you follow a recipe that's written in your grandma's handwriting, you're not only going to end up with a great meal, you're also going to enjoy the waves of memories that come rushing back to you. Now, whether it was her special meatloaf or the German chocolate cake that she made every year on your birthday, the fact is items like grandma's recipes connect us to the people who, even though they are gone, are still a real part of our lives. Yeah, it it's amazing how many of our memories uh, re- revolve around our grandparents or our grandma's food. Uh, our memories, a lot of them revolve around food, at least mine. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, mine, I should say. Uh, But uh, I think others out there, I mean, my my grandmother, uh, and I I just might as well officially announce this on the show, my grandma made the world's best apple pie. Uh, There is no better apple pie in the entire world. That was made by my my grandma Whelan made that. So uh, you can fight me if you want on that one, but it's true. Uh, But uh, I'm curious about something else, furniture. Uh, I'm curious where that fits into this discussion, because on one hand, it's big. It takes up a lot of space. Uh, People think old furniture, used furniture, who wants it? But um, uh, on the other hand, quality furniture that lasts or is an antique can be very expensive. And it may be something the younger folks in your life would want. What do you what do you think about that one, Cole? That's a great question, Tony, and you're right. Furniture can be a tricky one. Um, The ARP article notes that while few younger people have interest in big old sofas, um, smaller and timeless pieces of furniture do hold appeal. Uh, Rocking chairs, for example, Uh, with their simple elegance, they may be something that a child or grandchild would love to put in their own living room. And this is another area where you don't want to try to make choices for your grandkids and kids. Uh, Let them indicate to you what they're interested in. And again, don't let your feelings get hurt if they don't want some of your favorite items. Well, yeah, I I would agree with that. And for a lot of people, the reality is as we settle into retirement and begin that downsizing process that we're talking about, we're going to have to let go of some things we had hoped to hang on to. But Uh, Remember, I think, you know, retirement's about freedom and experiences. It's not about holding on to all that stuff that you don't need anymore. And I want to point out, you can't take it with you. So, right, right. that's that's part of the problem right there. Yes. And for many of us, records were the primary way we enjoyed music while growing up. But in the 80s, vinyl gave way to cassettes. And in the 90s, cassettes gave way to CDs. And now it's about all about streaming. But even with the um, undeniable popularity of services like Spotify, vinyl is enjoying something of a renaissance. And that means that those records that have been sitting up in the attic since disco was king, maybe something that your hip grandkids would love to take off your hands. I mean, dusting off that old turntable and enjoying some vinyl music it may be a great way for you and your kids to connect um, with their own kids. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I'm excited about this one. As you guys know, Colin Sue, I'm a huge vinyl junkie right. myself and <laughs> yes. music ju- music junkie. I've been collecting vinyl records since I was in junior high, which uh, just uh, for our listeners out there, that was a long time ago. So <laughs> yeah. uh, a very long time ago. And I never stopped. Even when uh, CDs came on, I started collecting CDs, but I still collected vinyl. So I've got vinyl all the way back from my childhood and working in radio for radio stations, I got a lot of free copies of records. So I have quite the collection, and it really is a, enjoying a huge resurgence, especially during COVID. Uh, collecting albums has become a big thing. And if they're in good condition, uh, the prices have gone way up. So you can, uh, you know, they might actually be worth something as well. So, you know, uh, and I think uh, for some people, disco will always be king, Sue, but uh, not <laughs> yes. me, not me uh, personally. Yes. <laughs> right. I'm yes. not going to name names, Cole Bruner, but some people like that. Uh, oh, um, yeah. <laughs> I love disco. <laughs> oh, yeah. So at, at the top of the show, I mentioned that I'm I'm, reli- I'm like that old reliable hammer. You've been uh, taking with you every time you moved, and I stand by that, <laughs> uh, I guess. Uh, but I'm also guessing tools are something a lot of uh, younger people, our kids or grandkids, would be glad to take off our hands if you have old tools. Right, Cole? Well, you hit the nail on the head there, Tony. <laughs> ah, uh. So to speak. Aha, yes. Uh, now, one thing about tools, though, regardless of the area uh, era they were purchased in, uh, is that they can be really expensive. And if you've yeah. got a set of brand name tools sitting in the corner of the garage gathering dust, you should consider offering them up to a kid or grandkid. Uh, this is one where you might want to uh, push a little bit. Use some of your own experiences dealing with a toilet flooding at 2 a.m. or the million different reasons you suddenly found yourself in need of a wrench to reinforce uh, that a reasonably stocked toolbox is something that most of us just can't do without. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and tools, you're right, they can be very expensive. And that's something I think uh, your kids and grandkids would appreciate you passing on. Uh, that's something you don't want to just drop off at Goodwill for sure. And maybe you want to look at those uh, old records too before you take them to Goodwill. Now, <laughs> exactly. if they're not in good condition, yeah, uh, the collectors won't want them, but maybe they're still playable and uh, your kids want to listen to them. I, th- I think that's great. Now, a- and nothing makes you feel quite as powerless as standing ankle deep in water in your basement trying to find that one tool you know you need <laughs> to get it under control, but you can't find right. it. Right. So tools, you're right. Tools are important. Uh, right, Sue? Yes, absolutely. Well, Tony, jewelry is another collectible that's likely to intrigue some of your kids and grandkids. Now, many of us end up with a fair amount of fun, but not terribly valuable jewelry through the years. And that's the kind of stuff that's probably bound for goodwill. But with some special pieces of jewelry, you'll want to be more strategic. Now, if you no longer wear jewelry that has significant value, your best option may be to sell those pieces Uh, to add to your retirement financial strategy. But with pieces that have more sentimental than monetary value, you're going to want to be sure they end up in the right hands. So perhaps it's your great-great-grandma's wedding ring or the huge and sturdy pocket watch that belonged to a long-time-ago uncle who worked on the railroad. I mean, whatever these items of importance are, make sure that, you know, they and their stories are passed along to your family. Yeah, I think that's really important, Sue, and I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, it, it's uh, Some of those uh, things have lots of meaning attached. If not necessarily value, uh, they may also have extreme value, but uh, definitely 
uh, the meaning and the sentiment behind them. Now, we should probably take another quick break. But before we do, Cole, let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you. Well, Tony, there's a couple of different ways. They can give us a call at 715-355-4445, or they can visit us online at retirewithbushka.com. That's retirewithbuska.com. All right. Sounds good. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole. Most people plan on taking their Social Security benefits at one of three ages, 62, 66, or 70. But did you know that there are over 20,000 calculations that could be run to determine the best time for you to file? Call Bushka Retirement Solutions at 715-355-4445 or visit retirewithbushka.com to request your complimentary Social Security Maximization Report that will help you learn how you can get the most out of your benefit. And welcome back to Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole. I'm Tony Shore, your co-host. I'm here with Sue Bushka and Cole Bruner, our hosts. And it's been a good one today. We're kind of uh, being a little nostalgic and talking about downsizing, what to do with some of that stuff, all that stuff we have. And, uh, you know, uh, it's a way to enjoy a smaller and more manageable lifestyle. You can't take it with you. So uh, some of the things your kids and grandkids might want Sue, what do you have for us in our final segment here? Well, we spent our first two segments highlighting items that have been have more sentimental than financial value. So let's do a 180 and look at potentially valuable things that may be sitting in your home right now. Now, there was another ARP article entitled 10 Surprisingly Valuable Collectibles Hiding in Your Home, and it has a lot of fun information. Now, the first item that the article mentions is action figures. Now, earlier we mentioned Star Wars action figures as something that your kids and grandkids may take home with them after their next visit. But if those little plastic uh, heroes have a healthy sticker price, you may want to reconsider. Well, as the article notes, a Star Wars Boba Fett rocket firing uh, prototype figure that came off the assembly line in 1979, it sold for about $62,000 in September 2020. Wow. Also in 2020, an X-Men Magneto figure from 2015 sold for $2,700. Wow. Wow. That's huge. I... feel like I should have hung on to my X-Men Magneto figure then instead of taking it to Goodwill. $2,700 sounds pretty good. I might have had one of those laying around from uh, that Adam had, my son or something. And, and which, which Goodwill did you leave that at, by the way? Yeah, exa- exactly. <laughs> so, somebody, at the, somebody a number of years ago at the uh, Stillwater Goodwill got a deal. Okay. Well, uh, and I think along those, you know, that's that's a... That's impressive. So what else do we have, Cole? Well, along those same lines um, as action figures, that box of Barbie dolls that you haven't thought about in a few decades, those might be holding some real treasures, too. A 1959 uh, one brunette Barbie sold um, on eBay earlier this year for uh, $9,500. Not bad for something that was probably purchased at a drugstore or the cereal and toy aisle at Piggly Wiggly. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I have a basement full of Barbie dolls. (laughs) Better crack open that box. That's what I'll be doing it tonight. Yeah. Look online and price them if they're in good condition. I, I think they they especially bring money if they're in the original box, but even even in 
Oh wow, that's huge. That that yeah, would be I huge. Yeah, I bought I bought them for my daughter, and she wants nothing to do with them. Well, we'll see what she has to say about that. Now. <laughs> yeah. Cole, get over there and grab those. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so, so uh, here's one I think our listeners might be waiting to hear about as far as uh, selling for money baseball cards, right, Cole? Yes, exactly. Now, though the baseball card and sports memor- uh, memorabilia market has fallen off considerably due to oversaturation during uh, its high point in the 1990s, uh, there are still plenty of sports cards with real value. Uh, a 1989 Ken Gr- uh, Griffey Jr. card, a uh, rookie card, I should say, in perfect condition, recently fetched $1,400. And a 1952 Mickey Mantle card last sold for $2.8 million. And remember, it's not just baseball cards either. Uh, a 1979 Topps uh, Wayne Gretzky hockey card sold for a whopping hundred thousand dollars in 2020. And oh. some Tom, yeah, exactly. And um, <clears throat> some Tom Brady rookie cards can command more than ten thousand dollars if they're in excellent condition. Wow, and those aren't even that old. I mean, that's right. pretty. That's pretty amazing. And here, just hearing that makes me cringe because I, I can't tell you how much I'm regretting all those times when I was a kid and I took my baseball cards and uh, took a clothespin to attach them to the spokes of my bike. <laughs> yeah, uh, because yeah, I like yeah. the sound it made when oh, it went yeah, by. We all did that. Yeah, I'd probably be retired if I hadn't made that mistake with my baseball cards, right? I don't know about retired Tony, but some of them may have been worth some money. But hey, you have to admit, baseball cards in your bike spokes really did make an awesome sound when you were flying around the neighborhood with your friends. Yeah, yeah, that's true, Sue. (laughs) Yeah, so let's stick with uh, childhood uh, collectibles for another minute and mention comic books. Now, those colorful and action-packed stories many of us loved growing up. They now have a rabid followers willing to shell out big bucks for rare titles. Uh, 1962's Amazing Fantasy, number 15, the first appearance of Spider-Man, and 1938's Action Comic, number one, the first appearance of Superman. They both sell for millions of dollars. Wow. But many less uh, rare comics still have hefty price tags. Assigned Spider-Man number 300 from 1988 recently sold for nearly $10,000. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I've got no chance on this one because I read my comics over and over again until they practically fell apart in my hands. So they're not. (laughs) And and the ones that were uh, worth anything, my mom and dad gave away to the local charity garage sale. So I'm I'm out of luck with comic books. (laughs) I guess so. Uh, Do you have anything else for us, Cole, before we go today? Well, just one final reminder for our listeners that they should definitely and definitely take some time and check out the resources that we've got out on our website at retirewithbushka.com. That's retirewithbuska.com. We've got previous radio and TV episodes. We've got all sorts of information about the reports that we run and the process that uh, prospective clients go through when they come in for an initial consultation. So all sorts of good information and, of course, the ability to schedule that uh, complimentary consultation right then and there on the website. So again, retirewithbushka.com or 715-355-4445. All right. Thanks, Cole. Thanks, Sue. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole. Thank you for listening to Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Sue and Cole at Bushka Retirement Solutions and Bushka Wealth Management. 
Call 715-355-4445 or visit them online at retirewithbushka.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Bushka Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Wisconsin. Insurance products and services are offered through Bushka Retirement Solutions, Inc. Bushka Wealth Management, LLC and Bushka Retirement Solutions, Inc. are affiliated companies. Sue Bushka, Cole Bruner, Bushka Retirement Solutions, LLC, and Bushka Wealth Management, LLC are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.